Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Um, I'm Bobby Finger. The um? What was the um? Did you forget how I'm it trying goes? to think. I'm saying I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. <laughs> and we are joined today. What? not your turn yet (laughs) we're not cutting any of this he ummed before i was trying to say if like should i call it who dat let me start over are we gonna you guys it's a pandemic can we give bobby a break (laughs) like i am so sick of hearing all of this like criticism (laughs) okay in case case you couldn't tell (laughs) this is another episode of who dat we are joined by aminatu so and shawnee hilton uh, via Zencaster. Thank you, Zencaster. Um, we're all over the world. Are they sponsoring no. us? No, Don't mention them. Shawnee's in LA. We're all in New York. <laughs> the number one rule of who dad is you do not give That's credit true. to Thank people you. who are not sponsoring you. Yeah, Bobby, keep it together, these- please. Like, we are being recorded by Beep. I put I put a Bluebell box, a Bluebell carton on our Instagram today because someone called about someone called in about Neapolitan ice cream and everyone was like, for a second I thought this was Bluebell spawn and I was like, oh yeah, I shouldn't have put yeah. a brand I shouldn't have put a brand on the yeah, grid you can't, I gave the you brand can't free advertising put brands out there because then the brands reach out and they're like you want some free Bluebell? And you're like, no, I want your money like I don't want the ice cream No, but I do okay. want free okay, Bluebell well- Bobby, this is the problem with this show, show. like with Huda. It's like 17 steps forward and then you post a fucking brand on the grid without talking to us. I thought you were on my team earlier and now you're against me just like the other I was ones. on your team, but now, yeah, I was on your team and then I realized that you're losing one. us money. It's and yeah, like... Get Bobby. I have this to is say wild. The, the this experience, everyone being virtual, everyone being not virtual, everyone being remote. We've always tried to go against this, but now I'm fully like, we got to do more of these because this is working for us. This is working. We're fine. This is fine. This is fine. We, can, we can't go this, this far. It's going to be the best episode of Who Dad ever. We can't go this long between Who Dads because we're you know far apart. This is working. So for those of you who don't know, Who Dad is our um, I would say annual semi-annual monthly i don't know our semi-regular our semi-regular i think it's been the last time we did it was in october we were in that we were in that hotel room yes and we got champagne oh yeah it's our semi-regular installment of who weekly focusing on black who's with amina and shawnee with us and we talk about black who's um or just anything whatever we, we want to talk about literally, literally um, we we talk anything. about black people because let's be real a lot of the black who's are just like they're black thems that this audience thinks are who's that's correct. exactly the case that's why we have you on correct so we talk about black thems because <laughs> black thems and they're who's for our you. audience they're who's yeah. for them they're thems which is great 
what do we have up here first? Should we just get right into it? I mean, in the spirit of the show, if we're gonna, if it's gonna be a show about black who's, let's just get the who's out of the way so we can focus on the them. Okay, who are the who's? I my favorite tweet in the like in quarantine <laughs> has truly, truly been this. Uh, it's an announcement from a website called Gossip of the City that I've never heard of. That is like hashtag Iggy Azalea and hashtag Playboy Card- Cardi welcome their child over the weekend, <laughs> and someone quote and someone quote tweeted it. Someone that I follow quote tweeted it with uh, an unspeakable <laughs> evil has been proved. <laughs> These are my favorite announcements because nobody knew she was pregnant. There was like suspicion, but no one cared enough to do the research or like actually call and ask or take well, a photo. Also, I was on. I was on metro.co.uk and their source for the actual pregnancy is a website I've never heard of. It said, back in December, Hollywood Unlocked reported sources close to the couple had confirmed that he was six months pregnant. Hollywood Unlocked? I mean, at this point, Shani, like, also, Shani, are you I the just, president of Hollywood yeah, what, Unlocked? What's going on over there? <laughs> You're the editor-in-chief of Hollywood Unlocked? I'm a VC backer of Hollywood Unlocked. I just want you to know. I put at least 1.5 into that site. Wait, we're talking about Iggy not because she is a black who, but because is, her SO, with whom she has possibly welcomed this child, is a black is, who? Uh, Playboy, Playboy Cardi. Playboy Cardi. Is, who are them? Who, like, the last time I heard from Playboy Cardi, he had, like, was making sounds on Lana Del Rey's last album. <laughs> so, making sounds. Here's the thing with Playboy Cardi is that, yes, he just makes sounds. He is also not consistent. So everyone is upset about the disturbance in the force because it means that, like, you know, he's not going to deliver on music. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, you you know, it like who cares about this weird? I'm just like, how did these two people meet? How are they having a baby? And why am I even hearing about it? It was the the last time we heard from them. Weren't they robbed? Like that's the only news that I remember about them is that a few months ago or a while ago, they were robbed and it was really bad. And they were both like, Oh my God. But the news that people got from them being robbed were they're dating. They live together. That was like (laughs) what we got from that, which is truly (laughs) iconic. (laughs) Over $350,000 of jewelry. Right. He also got arrested on gun charges earlier this month in Georgia. So. Oh, right. They live in Atlanta. Oh well, you know, welcome to Igloo Azalea and Playboy Cardi's baby. So that's the that's the who news for, it doesn't, for the quarter. It doesn't have a name, right? No. We don't even know if it's confirmed. We don't even have a birth date or a size or anything. It just said over the weekend. Um, The tweets. The the. <laughs> You guys, the tweet responses are pretty amazing, though. Someone is like, what the hell is this baby going to sound like? And then someone Because, again, they just make well, sounds. we know that its first words are going to be, when I win and I win and I win, 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 and I win and I win and I win. Oh, my God. That's literally, that's literally what someone said, Bobby. Someone said, someone said, I love Cardi, but that baby will have the worst voice of all time. And someone typed in, win, 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 win. So, when I win and I win and I win, win, win. <laughs> And then someone else said, this baby versus the Grimes baby, question mark. I'm sorry. The Grimes baby will be in a super truck and run that baby know, over. Grimes baby is going to win. I'm sorry. Because this baby was The Grimes baby already. has all this technology to deal with. I'd be afraid of the Grimes oh baby. Oh, my God. Another tweet says, you know what? That video of her rapping sounds like they make a good little duo. 
<laughs> and then <laughs> and someone else, my favorite reply is this inexplicable one. I have a sneaky suspicion and a strange sensation about this whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a universal response. I love oh this. God. Okay, great. I mean, this has turned out to be great news for us. That's a good one. I'm going to start responding to Dr. Fauci's tweets with that. I'm crying. News I news I need to immediately unlearn for $200, Trebek. Thank you. Don't worry. It won't be brought up ever I'm, again. I'm crying. So I wouldn't worry about it. I'm crying. Thank you to hashtag Playboy Cardi and to hashtag Igloozalia for providing this LOL. What else Um, we got here? What else is who we on this list that you claim? Well, if we're going to talk about a baby, mashallah, because Gigi Hadid and Zayn Mm -hmm. Hadid are expecting a Muslim baby. So I'm excited about the Muslim During Ramadan, they announced their pregnancy. Is that like a thing? The Muslim implications. The power power of that announcement. (laughs) What? What was his, what was his, didn't he have some sort of, he didn't, um, fully leave the church but didn't he make some comments about like how he doesn't really like practice his religion anymore like he's not he doesn't identify as Wait, muslim zane anymore hadid? zane hadid zane hadid said he didn't there was he had some sort of weird new relationship with, with religion wait, with religion he was like i'm only like partly muslim now what did he say oh he's just non-practicing because he didn't want oh i don't want to be defined by my religion okay i thought it was more dramatic than that yeah, no one was defining you by your religion, Zayn Hadid. First of all, relax. My other favorite people were barely defining <laughs> yeah, him. That's true. Well, one time I'll never forget this Gigi interview. Like I will never forget this Gigi interview when because she like definitely dabbles in like I like the minute that she realized that like being Muslim is something that would give her an edge over the Calabasas girls, she started dabbling. But there was this like interview where I forget they were talking about something serious. And then she whispered and she goes, well, you know, my boyfriend is middle Eastern and you're like, bitch, he is half Irish and half Pakistani. Like that is not middle Eastern. Relax. Here's the thing that shocked me when I was reading about this. Not shocked, but I was like, yes, they're so young. Mm -hmm. I, they were 50, she was 15 when right. she started dating right. him and she's 20 now that's like it really does feel like small town America exists in Calabasas where you just get you have like your baby with your high or exists on the Hadid like Pennsylvania farm where they're currently living right now with the rest of the Yolandas well, they're on a Hadid farm this is all this is all Kylie's fault honestly like the minute that you let like teen pregnancy thrive all of the other teens will think that it's okay. And Gigi found herself pregnant in quarantine. And she was just like, you know, my good friend Kylie, like didn't graduate high school is doing this. And then everyone Jeez. is like, cool. And she just pregnancy. bought her like $35 million. Kylie mansion. just bought a $36 million oh, really? mansion. She's, still, she's doing okay. I don't know if you've read that. She's the youngest self-made billionaire. Every Johnny. year. I don't we know if you've read it. that. Every year we Kylie. have to read it. <laughs> she bought a $36.5 million uh, resort home. In Holy Hills, I don't know where that is. I've never um, heard of that. I have a question like about. I have a question about Kylie. Have you seen pictures of Travis Scott recently? No, I've only seen him in Fortnite. No, <laughs> I don't really know what he looks he, like outside of Fortnite. You guys, he has so many fillers in his face, like it's actually wild. Jeez, that's so weird. I mean, I think that's Chris Impact. Like you can't. 
date or have a baby in her family and she's not going to send you to her same doctor. But it was <laughs> really surreal to see that. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. No, his face is lifted. He has a new nose. He's definitely has a great dermatologist. So, you know, there's a lot happening there. But the face That's is so very funny. different. It is funny to me that like I'm one Googling. of like a barrier to entry to joining that family among all. I mean, beyond every other thing that it would require to meet these people is like, OK, you're going to need to get a lot of surgery because this is a family that loves getting we surgery. have to look like so each like other. if you want to fit in yeah. yeah we all have to look like each other we have to have the same doctors everything is family including our doctors <laughs> including our derms including our everything our dentists it makes you wonder when like like who's like the first child of theirs that's going to have surgery i guess it's gonna be oh Melody. no it's gonna be mason. mason or and like well right. the thing is that like the technology has gotten better so i really think that like it's not surgery it's yes. a lot of yes. fillers like you you're know? not on you're and not so, you're not no, going it's, under general it's uh yeah. it's casual needles right versus it's just casual needles it's why like kylie without the lips right now is so it's so surreal and you're like wow like you know the old face is creeping back in and i love it but it is truly nuts that the boyfriend and husband aesthetic also follows <laughs> like the same curve. It's wild. Right. Didn't Kanye say he felt like pressure too? I feel like Kanye is like a horcrux here. We can't talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> He's too famous. He's too famous. I, I feel I like I just heard about him for the first time in a while and I was sort of like, oh, right. Kanye exists. Like, I feel like Kim is alone in that house with, uh, you know, her well-organized pantries and sinks and, like, the babies. And I forget that Kanye's there, <laughs> No, too. it's because he did an interview where he was like, don't forget, I'm very rich. Like, he was like, I'm rich again. I'm very rich, you know? He's a billionaire now? Yeah, there right? was, there was, yeah, there was PR about how he's a billionaire. But I am trying to follow the money trail, and it's very murky. So I think that Shawnee should get mm. the LA Times on it because it smells well, like fraud to okay, me. Okay, I mean, so as someone who's a, a finance expert, <laughs> um, you're my financial advisor. Thanks, Bobby. Um, what could he be that rich conceivably on because is the fashion would the fashion make enough money because i thought that was one of the things about fashion brands like it's really hard for them to actually be profitable but like maybe what do i know like is it fashion i mean i don't think that he's making profit as much as like they like adidas just throws a bunch of money okay. at him yeah. so it's still spawn like even though he makes his own shoe i just but the thing that i am questioning is the timing of that announcement mm -hmm. It's not the actual deal. Yeah, it's very possible that Adidas is foolish and giving that man too much money. But just know, you know, I'm just like, we're literally in a global pandemic. And right. Kanye's announcement in the pandemic is like, hey, y'all, yeah. I'm rich. And I was like, really? really? I was like, we are all watching ourselves become unrich. So this is yeah. really, you know, like, I don't. I don't buy it. And also, I'm just like, of course, you're rich. You're married to Kim Kardashian. All you have to do is, like, borrow some Venmo from her and you're fine. Mm -hmm. So... What I'm curious about is all the all the artists who like live on a knife's edge thanks to Live Nation and their live performances oh, that are right. now canceled. Like everybody summer, like all these artists are gonna come out of this summer broke. All these big tours. That's why nobody yeah. wants to put out their albums because they can't make that tour money, which is all the money. Poor Taylor Swift. It, which is like short sighted, I get it, but it's short sighted because we're gonna have a glut of albums in the fall and we're just gonna be like, Who? <laughs> what? Too yeah. many. A glut of albums and not and Chromatica nowhere to be okay, found. Okay, okay, okay. We can't get into Chromatica here. Let's not. Let's hold off on the Chromatica talk. I saw a really funny. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of Black Who's, would you call her? I saw. I was looking at that Us Weekly food. Us Food, which is one of the funniest verticals on Us Weekly. And speaking of Kim's cabinets, very themy cabinets. But I saw Tia Maori did a cabinet tour, 
And it was really <laughs> funny because Tia Mowry is without a doubt extremely rich. But her, and her cabinet looks like the cabinet of a rich person. But, but it's also like sort of cluttered. Like you can tell she didn't get the home edit. Like she didn't get, she didn't hire the home edit. It's just like a normal rich person's cabinets. And I was like, I don't want to see a rich person's cabinets unless they were really expensive. Like unless you hired someone to do this. I just put the link in there under Playboy Cardi and stuff. It's like unless California closets oh did it. Okay, God. I'm gonna exactly. ask something to exactly. Shawnee. Shawnee, I'm gonna ask you something, and please don't cancel me. Is it Tia or Tamara that's married to the white man? And which one of them is on uh, the TV show? <laughs> Why are you asking Shawnee? <laughs> I love that you think I know the answer to that. Look, Tia Mallory Hardrick. That's it. Right? Uh-huh. That's it. That... Or are they both married to a white man? I think they're both married to a white man. It's only one of them that said she was called the white man's whore, though. Oh, yeah. The, I'm like, basically, my question is, which one is the white man's whore? <laughs> you guys are laughing like this is not a direct <laughs> quote from herself like i like don't create don't oh, i remember this i remember this air. i just completely I, I hadn't thought about this in a long time i think it was tamara tia's husband is black tamara's husband is i believe white adam housley he's yeah. white Tamara. okay yes. yeah yes. because they're not because they are not friends the <sighs> sisters the last time i checked in on them was in a very early episode of who dat and they did not follow each oh, other on the no. internet <laughs> and so they're like that's like old you know that's like old beef who does who does taj follow that's oh my god who does taj? but they do they do taj. battling lifestyle content i mean they're all over each other's place because they're both doing the same type of stuff online i mean pantries and children yeah, they're <laughs> twins Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> lifetime movies they and- share careers. it's funny that the the only photo the only photos of the two of them together on t on tamara's grid are uh flashback fridays like it's just old photos of them as children there are I'm no sorry. photos of them in the same frame in, as adults you're saying they're not friends but in 2019 there were headlines that tamara was drinking tia's breast milk for healing properties you guys don't remember that <laughs> <laughs> i guess like here's what i'm gonna say about tia and tamara and whatever taj Mowry is that they were the og smollets yeah. <laughs> you know like they they had a they I had like, a absolutely knew you were gonna say <laughs> They had like they had a moment and a family arc or whatever. But I really think that like black people, TM, aka me, like we don't give a shit about Tia and Tamara <laughs> Maori. To, like it's today. True. They're not we care about their content the yeah, yeah, zero yeah. to eighteen. We do not care about their content like in the adult era, and so it's wild. Well speaking Speaking oh, of the Smollett's, jo- Journey was oh, just Journey. in that new trailer for wait, the Jordan I love Hill that show. Bobby's, I love that Bobby was like Journey, and I'm like, let's talk about Jussie. Like, Jussie's been back in the headlines again. Like, Jussie's still like... Wait, he's back in the headlines? Journey just got divorced. <laughs> yeah, so Journey got divorced. So shout out to Journey. Good for you. Congratulations. Do you think she's keeping the bell, or do you think she's just going to... Do you think she's going to remain Journey Smollett bell, or do you think she's going to strike the bell? There's no the bell record? anymore. There's no bell. She's got to drop the bell. She's got to drop the bell. I don't know. I was well. I was just saying we were going to talk about Journey, but then obviously Jesse. I don't know what is Jesse's in the news. Wait, Shani, not not to stop you, but you were going to say something about Tia and Tamara. That's why, like, that's what I want to go back to. Oh, I was just saying that they're not really in the culture. I feel like they, yeah, I feel like they're not really part of because they wanted to become like they're like low rent 
not they're group, like, but no, like... I get it. They want to be like <laughs> lifestyle mommy bloggers, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? Are we moving on from the Smollett's? The Smollett's? Do you have? Yeah, is there another Smollett you want to discuss? How many Smollett's are there? Um, well, we could see what Jockey is up to. Let's see. <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tamir Mori Housley, and this is my husband, Adam Housley. We are so excited to announce our new summer series called The Housley Life. If you follow us on social media or you see us on television, you know that it's all about family and friends, whether it's in Southern California or here in wine country. We love getting everyone together, and what ensues is usually love and chaos. So we invite you to The Housley Life. Hi guys, what's up? Tia Mori here. So, I am really excited to introduce my YouTube channel, Tia Mori's Quick Fix. We all have those little dilemmas in life that could use a fast and quick solution. Any kid would love to have this. I mean, I would love to have this. So, whether it's a weeknight meal for picky eaters or organizational hacks to manage the clutter, simple beauty solutions for when we're running late. Mom, mom, mommy. I wanna move on to the topic I want to go to Rashida Jones. I know this is controversial because she is a them and then we're talking about her. But I do think the realization that you guys had with her and this new show was really funny to me. I mean, okay, so Rashida Jones is in a new Netflix TV show. People have a lot of very strong feelings about the show. You can Google hashtag Black AF reviews and there are like, you know, there's all sorts of reviews about it. <laughs> the thing that I really... <laughs> that, well, all sorts of reviews. There's I all personally, sorts of reviews about I personally... It. There's all sorts of reviews on it. I'm just saying, people have feelings. I personally, like, have not seen... I have not seen the show and I probably won't. And so, like, so for those reasons, like, the reviews didn't really mean anything to me. The thing that I thought was, like, insane coming into reading coverage of the TV show was that we, like, you know, like, when you just realize that you personally are older than you think you are, mm -hmm. which, like, every day in your, like, mid-30s, yes. I feel like yeah. it's that. You're like, oh, my God, I could be 100 years old or I could be 12 mm -hmm. years old, depending on who you're talking to. But anyway, my moment of being, like, I'm a 1,000 years old was when I realized that, like, one particular section of the internet had been fighting all day because they thought that Rashida Jones was, um, like, uh, was playing a black character and they were really offended by this. And then come to find out it's because they didn't know that Rashida Jones is black. And so that like, you know, the brain explosion emoji, that was me a <laughs> mm -hmm. hundred times over. And I just had to log off. I was like, I can't, I, you know, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a young person, so I cannot be part of this narrative, but it was truly, I just like, didn't know that there are people who were old enough to be on the internet who do not know who Quincy Jones is and who all his like iconic children are. <laughs> and so that was truly insane to me. This, however, reminds me of a somewhat iconic moment where Rashida was like 2015 when she was at the SAG Awards and the TNT correspondent complimented oh her God. on her tan oh, no. and said oh she's very tropical. Oh my God. <laughs> The pan. <laughs> Rashida just was like, I mean, you know, I'm ethnic. Hello. You look amazing. Hello. Wow. Hello. Gorgeous. Thank you so much. Emmanuel Angaro. While a classic, beautiful. You, you so, look like you've just come off like an island or something. You're very tan, very tropical. I mean, you know, I'm ethnic. 
<laughs> me too. So it's just being ethnic. That's what it is. I am. First of all, Shawnee, you're you are iconic. The fact that you were like the TNT <laughs> SAG Awards, like I, like my mind is. It was hour two of the pre-show. They were talking to Juliana Rancic. It was about three minutes into their conversation. That's. Oh my God! Of course, it was oh. Juliana Rancic. No, she- no, no, it wasn't. It was this woman oh. named Danielle Dempsey. Wow, I love that Shawnee's like, oh, oh my God! We'll never hear from Sorry, again. justice, Juliana justice Rancic. for Juliana, who has other Not issues. <laughs> who Juliana has other issues? Candy. Ah! So it, oh my God! So yeah, that she has a tan. So, so anyway, that's what was going though, right? on. You're, it's it's younger people who just had no idea. Oh yeah, it was watch. It was truly like watching someone. I watched like many someone's over the course of the day realize that the Jones in Rashida Jones is Quincy Jones and that Jones, like it was but also so- like the idea that Rashida would be anything other than the name of a black woman I mean here's <laughs> the thing though that I will say in defense of those who are like what is that her biggest roles Parks and Rec and The Office she was not playing a demonstrably right. black or even really a person of color oh, right. so agreed. agreed. if that's like what your reference point is you might not know you might just think she looks very tropical um, my favorite Rashida Jones character is in um, My Idiot Brother. My Idiot it. Brother, Our Idiot Brother. Hold on. How is that movie? All right. Here's the other thing is that I will say that having watched Black AF and um, an owner of some strong opinions about it, which I think it's both, it's like many things in this world, it's both good and bad. I will say that she clearly really relishes the role that she's been playing and she's sort of like the highlight of the show to me. Do you think it's like something out of like, oh, like she's actually finally playing, like you said, a demonstrably like black woman on TV for the first time? Like there's something exciting about it? Yeah. I mean, she's an EP for the show, so it's clear that she helped craft the portrayal Mm. in a way that I think she probably hasn't had the opportunity to do so in most of her biggest roles, so. Do you think um, all of the Angie Tribeca fans jumped over and are really interested? I What happened to Angie Tribeca? Like, where, are there Angie Tribeca fans? I don't know who the fans of that show are, but I remember that when I was watching Blackish for like 10 minutes, the one actor that I thought was hilarious in Blackish like went over to Angie Tribeca and I was just like, Angie Tribeca, give me my dude back. So, but I also only watch, I also only watch Blackish for literally 10 minutes. So. Is Kenya Barris a who are them? The creator of Blackish and Black AF. Who? <laughs> okay, there we go. I think Kenya is. Well, he's a. He mixes it up so much on Black Twitter and like in like he takes up an outsized proportion of he's he's living rent free in a lot of people's heads. That's a good is what way. I would okay. say. So. I would all. I would just say that like the being known to like a specific segment of the internet probably means that you are not a them. Well, you know that's I mean? the battle that we right. fight. <laughs> yes. It's like, if you're, if you're right. a niche, it's if like, you're like a figure skater and you know, even though you're a big one, there's only space for like one figure skater in everyone's mind who isn't into figure skating. Right. Like that's tough. So it's, you're like, if you're talking about like showrunners, right. big showrunners, right. It's like, okay, who am I going to know? Who am I going to remember? I guess it depends on what shows you're watching, which is always the case. Right. And I mean, like, this is what I will say in fairness to Kenya Barris is also that, like, he does not have, um, you know, like, this is, I be- I want to say this is his first acting credit, like, like significant acting credit. Is, yeah. At least. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that the question of, like, are you or who or them if you're a writer, it's like, it's not a fair, it's not a fair question to ask because the point, you know, like, he didn't get into the thing that he was doing to get famous. Mm-hmm. I think I always question, like, 
the the themness and like whoness of someone based on what their ultimate project is and if that project is fame then it's you know it's fair for it to be on yeah. the table so right. un, unclear about like a, a showrunner i think the weirdest thing about it though is that it the anthony anderson character on blackish is based on him he wrote it based on himself but now he's doing another show based on himself, but he gets to play it. So it's like, it's weird that there are these two versions of himself on television right now. Like At one for network time. television and one for like, you know, one for yeah. streaming television. That can be like TV. I mean, yeah, that I mean, is my favorite. That is my favorite thing of the Kenny Abera story is that he has exactly one story and he spun it out yeah. in five different <laughs> TV shows. And I was like, that is... I have a lot to learn from that. Because so. we also have the, the Yahar, the, we, we also, what are the other spinoffs? You have the one that goes back in time. Ronish, Mixed Dish. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Black AF. It's, it's, it's three plus, That's amazing. plus Black yeah. AF. There's the one in, isn't there the high school one? The one with Yahar? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, What's that one called? That's the one that I watch. Ronish. That's on Freeform. <laughs> That's okay, he's like all, on, the, on every That's network. That's the only one I watch. I love a Freeform show. Who is the who is the boy who is the boy in the grownish one because he is definitely a who that I see all of the time. Yeah, he's the friend of all those of all those girls. He's the breakout like model meets influencer. What's his name again? We talked about him, Bobby, but Lucas, Lucas something, right? Yeah, we we oh, talked Lucas about Sabat, him, like, yeah. Lucas I didn't realize Francia Raisa was in this. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. I yeah, that boy is always really funny to me because he's never delivering on his brand endorsement, so brands are always mad at him and that's exclusively <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. Like whenever there's a story oh god, that's, that's like him. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god. Yeah, whenever there's a story of like someone didn't like, you know, someone didn't post all of their like Casper mattresses or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's always him. <laughs> Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can't, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because oh. I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low-dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing 
oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go France. to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking, I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also, practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm going to learn Spanish, I'm going to do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. Um, okay, this seems like a good transition to, I believe you got a call about Yara. Yes. Oh, do you want to hear it? Will you play it? Hey, Lindsay and Bobby, and also Shawnee and Amina. This is a question for you guys' next um, Huda episode. So I just finished watching Where Hands Touch. Um, not great, but reminded me of my uh, strong lover, Amanda Stenberg. And I just have a question for those of us who remember the time when she was our social, like, social warrior princess of the day. She was, she was that girl. She, I remember she was on the cover of Teen Vogue and all those things, and she did the don't cash crop on my cornrows um, video that went like super viral when uh, the Kardashians did the boxer braids. I think that was around the same time. But anyways, I just remember her being the biggest thing and she was going to be like the person on the horse leading us into battle. And then I just feel like she went away. I mean, she's been doing stuff, but like she is not out there in the way that Yara Shahidi now is. Love them both. So my question is, did Amanda Stenberg walk so Yara Shahidi could run? Um, yes, because I feel like they definitely switched batons. This is just a weird question that I have. I do think that they are niche them, but still who's. I see, even though Yara is on, like, the freeform shows and, and Blackish is like a huge show. But I still feel like if I were to ask uh any uh any of my friends who don't watch Blackish, they would not know who she is. So I would consider her a who. So Amina and Shani, can you guys talk a bit about the baton passing that happened between them, I think, and also, am I right? Are they both who's? Let me know. Okay. Me and Greece. So here's my first thought upon hearing that is that I think it's a really egregious case of Zendaya erasure. <laughs> you, so you think that these two are, it doesn't even matter what these two are doing because Zendaya is just out here doing everything. <laughs> caller, you missed the point. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Thank you so much for that caller because it's like always lovely to get a, 
a very well thought through call. The point of Huda is always to go back to Zendaya, our patron saint. <laughs> because remember, because it's remember true. on the first Huda, Chani, we were both like, who is Zendaya? <laughs> This is all about our growth as Zendaya fans. Truly. I know. I am fully in the tank for Zendaya now. I have to say, I started skeptical, and now I'm her biggest I fan. I agree. But what I'm going to say is that I think that Zendaya, Zendaya so I just looked up all of their ages. Zendaya is 23, um, Amanda's 21, and Yara is 20. So they're all very young, but Zendaya's like a little bit ahead of them. <laughs> I was reading an interview where um, Amanda was saying that she's basically like gone off the grid. Which I think is true. She was very online, and then oh, she I got think the last phone, couple of yeah. years, sort of, Wait. yeah, like stopped using a <laughs> smartphone. Did she like... also do that weird movie that was like everybody was kind of like making fun of? That was so bad. That romance where she played a, a she fell in love yeah. with a Nazi. Yeah, you guys, that's literally yeah. What where this hands call is touch. about? Where hands touch? Oh, okay. Well, this, don't yeah. you like... think that fell that kind of pushed her? Because that was just such a like made fun of movie. Or is that no? I mean, I think that a couple things happened. It's she not also just got caught up in the. Sorry, she also got caught up in the the hate you give mm. backlash for being light skinned and being cast in that in that film, and I think that was hard on her persona. Oh, I didn't know that, about that. in the in the Nazi movie. I also think that people try to project too much on these kids. Like, you are not going to yes. catch me dragging a twenty three year old and a twenty year old. <laughs> Um, you know, Mm -hmm. like I would never drag Zendaya. So I'm talking about the other two actors we're discussing here, but like, you know, it's just, there is something to me about this. It always disturbs me when someone is like, Oh my God, like this person, like Yara Shahidi's entire internet persona is this right. Where people are like, Oh, she's quoting James Baldwin. She's like doing this and this and that. And clearly I'm like, I want a young 20 something year old to thrive. But I also think that it is insane to have so much scrutiny on who someone is at that age and expect them to you know kind of like fulfill some weird fantasy that the public at home has mm-hmm. like can we just let these girls like grow up and do what they want to do and you know and ex- and and frankly like just explore a couple of other things their aesthetic is all very different like i think that you can tell that like you know amanda was trying to do some like edgier projects i don't know that that panned out for her or not but i also think that when you've been famous for as long as those girls have been famous backlash so is always young. yeah so yeah. young like the backlash is always just waiting for them it doesn't have to do anything with their like film choices or who they are or whatever it's truly yeah. to the point where they're overexposed you know and i think that if you look at the kind of films that zendaya is doing which are these like bigger blockbuster kind of things um in some way like her career is like she's just made like better yes. career chess yes. moves yes. you know and it's because yeah. she's had different opportunities from all of yeah. them. And so, you know, I like I don't think that the comparison is fair, except that they're all young and also it's nerve wracking. Um, but the last thing I'm going to say about this is that if you have never read the Twitter thread that this woman, Hania Angus, did about when she was live tweeting where hands touch, I cannot recommend it more like highly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you just Google like where hands touch like a live tweet, <laughs> you will see them. And is it as big of it, a train like, wreck I, as people say it is? It is, right? It's a train wreck. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I love the live tweeting so much. I watched the movie and I howled yeah. like every moment <laughs> yeah. of the movie. It yeah. was 
it's truly like must watch TV. Don't give iTunes your three ninety nine, but if you can find it for free somewhere, like please. Watch I think it. that's also just like there's always a trap with up and coming starlets where it's like somebody gets put, like on a list of like up and coming actresses, up and coming this, and yeah. then like people are looking for them. They're always like, what happened to them? When it's like they had literally one big breakout role, everybody wrote about them as up and coming, and then maybe you didn't see them again because you weren't watching the stuff that they were doing, or they were doing something that ended up being different than the quote unquote trajectory that like the tabloids gave them or said that they would get like I'm just it's this happens Mm -hmm. every time we're like on a list of 10 up and coming actors and actresses like you're gonna get two or three that you ever hear from again maybe you know right it's like look at those like young Hollywood covers and Vanity Fair from the last 20 years yeah who where who I mean I think the other thing I think about is you know when I was 20 21 22 23 my mind about who I was changed like every other Mm -hmm. day like every other hour so the expectation that, you know, your choices, that you're going to stay on a stable trajectory upward until the end of your life is sort of like it's a really unfair thing to put. Not that I'm saying that's what the caller was doing, but just thinking about sort of how we view these really young celebrities. I know. All of this Jacob Tremblay erasure, like, <laughs> it's all I'm saying. Speaking of, like, nondescript, like, white boys, I'm looking at where hands touch and I didn't realize that the co-star, the white Nazi in Where Hands Touch, is the guy who was in 1917, George Mackey, the star of No, it's not. So it's, it's funny. Not. That, well, so it's Wait, like, really? so you can't, yes, so you can't really say like, it's it. so it's not like this movie was such a misfire that it killed a career when literally the next year, this guy went on to be what yeah. was for a time the best picture front winner. Front runner. That is well. So I do think that one huh. one trend here that so is that is true funny. though is that I think that with the young male actors, mm-hmm. no one is ever asking them like any kind of like even tenuously intellectual about, like, question activism. about themselves. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then with younger actresses, being some sort of activist or having an activist cover is definitely a way to distinguish yourself. And I find that especially with like young actresses of color. It's a thing that they get asked about over and over and over again. So, like, George McKay's career is not going to be derailed because literally everyone is like, who, who, mm-hmm. who? And he never says anything. He just goes on from having role to and role. And he looks to like role. everyone. The way that, yeah. Yeah. The way that, like, and Amanda Stenberg, like, goes on to be someone who's part of the conversation is that she gets asked about police brutality. She gets asked about, you know, like, uh, she gets asked questions about, um, you know, like, queer stuff and about the, you know, pol- like, whatever. And so, there is more scrutiny on the actresses and there is more room for error for them. And also people just like, you know, I'm like, people think that it's charming when young people have opinions, but the truth of it is that we actually don't give a shit. And so they put them in this like kind of box where they have to have opinions about things. They have to, they have to stand for something. And then the minute that people are like, Oh, you're 24. That's not really cute anymore. Um, we don't care or they say something that nobody cares about we just like cast them aside in you know no one is asking Timothee Chalamet about like police brutality so you'll never like, know what the deal I is hope there. They like don't. that man has done you know he's like doing Woody Allen movies and has come out of it like pretty unscathed and it's because of this double standard is the flip side of that then that you get punished if you're a man who speaks out I'm just thinking about uh who that fave Nico Tortorella <laughs> I don't think he's well, been punished I think <laughs> 
I don't think that he's been punished, first of all. I also think that the issue with Nico Tortilla. Or even the guy from How to Get Away with Oh, Matt Magori. He's not getting punished either. He, yeah, Matt Magori. We, you know, we lovingly mock him, but he traffics off that stuff. He still quite get. he gets quite a lot of attention right. for reading a book, you know? He loves to read books. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Lindsay, but you know the thing, like, I went on Matt McGorry's Instagram recently, and I'm of two minds, I'm of two minds about it. Like, I think that on one hand, there is a really, like, uh, men who get famous for talking about issues that mostly affect women is something that is, you know, my eyebrow is always raised mm-hmm. about, but I also think, like, I really want to question my own impulse about mm-hmm. that, because... I like part of the battle of any kind of activism is that you have to have all sorts of people buy into it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it's a net positive that someone like Matt McGorry is talking about body positivity and is talking about feminism or whatever in general. I'm like, that's a win. Then there's also the like Hollywood cynicism of it all where you're just like, are you talking about this stuff because you mean it? Or are you talking about it? Because like, it's a way for you to take up more space, you know, and mm-hmm. to get more attention. Mm-hmm. And I do not know what is in Matt McGorry's heart, so I will not speak to it. But I do think that, like, men are not incentivized in general to take up an activist mantle. And I think that that is, it's a thing that makes them pretty, like, bulletproof when it comes to, like, draggings and PR and, like, all of that stuff. Because they're just, like, not telling you what they think. And at the same time, I do think that there is a really strong impulse to raise your eyebrow the minute that they do it if it's about something that you traditionally like don't think affects them and I don't think that it's fair I don't think that it's fair to talk about the issues that Matt McGorry cares about as issues that are only issues that affect women you know what I mean it's like it's so heteronormative and dumb and stupid and so I just think that he like he's an interesting example but at the same time like I like I read these media interviews all the time and Men just do not get asked at the same rate right. questions about activism as women. No Ansel, like, no like, Timmy. It does not yeah. happen. I think a lot of yeah. times it's both, though. Like, it's a little bit of both. Because if you're famous, you kind of do crave that attention naturally. Or a lot of famous people are in, are very much, like, drawn to the spotlight and want that attention. And I think I think it can be a mix of both is what I'm saying. So it's like, I when I look at Matt McGorry, I'm a little bit like, I know this is great, but, like, how much are you enjoying this? And that's where the cynicism, like, clicks in for me personally and that's why it's a little bit funny yeah I think that you're I think that you're right because then there are actors like Brad Pitt who are people who you know like do a fair bit of like quiet kind of activism and just like do it like you know he just does it and then he's not like trying to score like PR points off of it or you know whatever he's like produced so many iconic black movies and no one is really like oh my god like Brad Pitt made like all of this black cinema Mm -hmm. possible because he's not really looking that's not the validation that he's looking right. for. So I do agree with you about the cynicism, but I think that, you know, if you're a critical thinker, you should probably also, um, I always question my own cynicism. I'm like, is it coming from a place of just like not liking this person because I don't really respect celebrity or is it because it's actually true? And I think that the, the, the truth of it is that the answer is somewhere in the middle. I mean, who weekly, you can tell we don't respect celebrity. I'm just joking. Why? why? <laughs> the number no, it's one. absolutely in the... It's, yeah, because it's... But, but you're right. It, it, it has to be in the middle because even if you... If you are smart enough to have the impulse to want to discuss your activism, you're smart enough to know how it will be perceived and that it will be perceived with cynicism. So, like, like the type of person who's going to do that understands the results of that thing and understands that one of those results is that it might be good for their career. You know, mm-hmm. like 
it once you once you is this yeah. like the Jamila yeah. the Jamila, <laughs> the Jamila of it all too. how do you <laughs> yeah I mean the Jamila of it all it's it's funny because I was just thinking about she went on some rant recently and she said something about how you were how you get forced into being overexposed mm-hmm. And I think you can make the argument that she is constantly waving her arms around for attention. But at the same time, there is a point mm-hmm. to be made there. I mean, is it like, but do you think that that's true, though? Like, I was watching uh, Talented Mr. Ripley the other day, and um, Kate Blanchett came on the screen, and I was like, oh my God, Kate Blanchett, iconic actress that I like, whose body of work I love. I don't know anything about that woman. I don't know where she comes from. I don't know, like, what city she's living in. I don't know who she's married to, oh. whatever. Oh. And had like a different path to fame you know and so i think that it is she's also older i think it's hard to compare anybody over like 35 to people like it's just it's such a different ballgame now i mean it's a different ballgame but i also think that it just it depends what they're trying to do i also like i'm gonna say a shitty thing where i think that part of all of this backlash also is that a lot of these people are not smart enough to talk about the things they want to talk about Mm. and so that's the other thing that riles a lot of people up. You know, I think that if you just had celebs who were like, oh, yeah, I want to talk about abortion or I want to talk about healthcare or whatever, and they could hold a conversation that was nuanced or, you know, just like sounded like they weren't complete idiots, I find, I feel that people would be more forgiving towards them. And so it's just hard in this moment because what they're in the business of is wanting attention and we're all like the world is falling apart. So I really don't have time for an idiot who wants attention mm-hmm. right now. And so, yeah. you know, it's tenuous. And it's, you, you take a risk when you step up to talk about stuff like that and you are not as confident in what you can say and how to say it. And I told and so why even take the risk? That's the tough part. And and also one of the things that makes it especially ruthless as I don't know, as the celebrity, but also as the just the consumer of celebrity. It's like it's it doesn't matter to you. Like if if you decide that, like, oh, you don't like Amanda anymore or you don't like Matt McGorry anymore, it's fine because there's five more people behind them that you can stand instead. So like like to you, it's it's easy to just write someone off in two seconds. Well, do we do we move on to do, do we move on to because Shawnee, you said you haven't spent a lot of time on Instagram. Do you want to talk about the uh, the verses battles? I mean, I'm happy to I'm happy to hear about it. I. I am so fully, I haven't been on Instagram in more than a year, really. Um, it's my way of keeping myself from being overexposed, you know? Shawnee is truly the best celebrity of our time. Like, she knows exactly when she to pull really back. She really does. She really does. <laughs> so, so I've seen some of these, like, quarantine lives and quarantine whatever's, um, but I've not been I mostly saw the Versus ones, stuff on Twitter most. That. Like, I didn't really see it on Instagram first. I saw it on Twitter first, which was, I thought was pretty cool. I'm not really on yeah, Twitter. Either. Well, yeah, because so Versus the live is, of Versus you know, like, yeah. it's a, yeah, it's like happens on Instagram, but people can't really interact on Instagram. And so they'd been, I think the first one that I watched was, uh, Lil John versus T-Pain. I think that was the first one. And I just like kind of happened onto it. And it was really, it was like early days of quarantine and it was truly a ton of fun. Like it was just like, like Lil John is stuck at home. T-Pain <laughs> is stuck at home. They are, you know, like they're going through the same shit. And then within five seconds, uh, Swiss Beats realized that he had a winner on his hands. So the thing became like a little <laughs> more branded and yeah. like corporate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And, uh, you know, people started talking about them and they were they were really, you know, it's like the whole thing took off. Uh, the one 
versus that had everyone running to Twitter because just like on the Instagram platform, you can't really have conversations <laughs> with people was uh, Baby, Baby Face, Face uh, versus Teddy Riley. Oh, I did see yeah, that. Yeah. That did bubble yeah. up right. into my Twitter feed. Oh, Sylvia O'Bell is tweeting about it. Right. And also Teddy Riley essentially took it so seriously that he like he fucked up because he tried to have like a real production, fuse, yeah. which <laughs> as we all know, uh, Instagram does not allow for real production. So all that happened was that the, the, the match descended into chaos because there were so many tech issues. And so the audience and Babyface were all left being like, what is this man doing? <laughs> and it was tr- like it was truly and in- it was truly insane and i think will go down for me as one of my like favorite moments on the internet because everybody was watching the exact same thing at the same right, time right which is so rare just keeping the instagram stuff going is there like have you seen any specific black who's that have been doing a little too much instagram live or doing it well like what has been your take on black who's on instagram live not counting this Instagram like I the, mean the, the black who's stuff. are going through the same thing that the white who's are doing where they're all scrambling for relevance mm-hmm. you know you're just like if you had nothing to give really before COVID like it's like the scam is exposed right now <laughs> and <laughs> so like my my favorite person okay. on live or like on Instagram has just been like Angela Simmons oh because God. she is spiraling out of control <laughs> And, you know, like, oh, wow. like famous shoe designer Angela Simmons, you know, who is <laughs> in a bikini, like telling people to be body positive as, you know, you're just oh like God. your your entire job. Is like, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Listen, I love I love Run's house and I will not talk shit. Isn't about one Run's of house. Angela Simmons <laughs> things that Yo Gotti has a huge crush on her and like keeps trying to shoot his shot publicly. <laughs> and like every time he's on a show, she's like Angela, like Angela. And she like will not. <laughs> yeah it's so i mean it's so nuts i am fully like i'm still on instagram but anytime i see a live i just have to like i i just can't be a part oh, of it yeah the lives that people are people are saying that they're really enjoying are the meg the stallion lives which i believe it because she is just genuinely like a delightful person to follow so but i just you know i just think that with when the world is falling apart, my impulse is not to be like, how are people that are richer than me living <laughs> and people who contribute less than me living? And so I am, it's very hard for me to, to just like, to even make fun of these people because all I am is like furious. <laughs> all I am is furious. What well a perspective. Well, well, speaking of well, lives, I have this on here because I didn't know that this happened, but like Tiffany Haddish was like, maybe was like, went on a date on Bumble with, or a digital date with Common. There's like a whole thing with them. And then she was living. Who is Common not dating? What? Common has dated every black woman in Hollywood. And then Tiffany was like living with um uh with uh Gabrielle Union and then revealed that Common was there, which made me mad because it's like, I get that that's like narratively a funny and good reveal, but also like why is he in your house? Like, this is not social distancing. Like, get him out of your house. You're you're shocked Lindsay that Tiffany cops. you're shocked that Tiffany Haddish is not social distancing correctly. <laughs> just, I was just like, I was just like, this reveal is like not a satisfying reveal in this time. Like, that is not what you're supposed to be doing. 
Well, okay. Here's the real Tiffany Haddish tea that actually I want to discuss oh. that has nothing to do Please. with her social distancing. Please. But like is like kind of a minor scandal on African Twitter. And I don't know that other people are talking about it. Oh. Where Tiffany Haddish, you know, um, as you know, has like become famous in the last couple of years and is really like reaping the benefits of all of that. She is also like connecting with her like Eritrean mm. roots. And in doing that, the girls trip actor has become like BFF with the dictator of Eritrea. And so they have been using her basically to do propaganda and she's just like fallen for the whole thing. Oh my God. And so she like went to Eritrea was like posting all these photos that are like, Oh, people say Africa is poor. Look at how nice it is. And meanwhile, this man is just like killing thousands of people. Um, She also did like a, like a, video chat like a facebook live or something with like a small group of like young activists and fucked it up yeah and then like somebody wrote a really good medium post i think about what that experience was like like she just wasn't engaging with any of the human rights questions that were being even though she was like putting herself out there to answer the questions she wasn't actually answering the questions right is that she was like wanted to talk about how wonderful Eritrea was without engaging with like the problems. It's really I feel that like there's so many of these stories like Nicki Minaj taking money from like an Angolan dictator or, you know, like there's always stuff like this, like JLo took money from another dictator and all these celebs just they get so rich off of it, which is one problem for me. But the other thing is how easy it is for these governments to just do propaganda using like dumb celebrity Instagram accounts and everyone is just falling Oh, speaking of, speaking of, this is like Casey Musgraves partnering with WWF on Earth Day. Um, My former colleagues, BuzzFeed News, had a huge investigation about how WWF funds these militias that end up killing people in and around the parks that they maintain. So, Casey... It's all fun and games until you're like, oh, yeah, you're literally in bed with like evil people. But I think I mean, to go back to that, to the stuff about um, Eritrea is that like, I think they must know or people like maybe Tiffany Haddish doesn't really understand the broader implications, but maybe people around her do. And I think they must do the math or the calculations in their head where it's like, I don't think that people are going to or fans or just people in general are going to look into this sort of stuff like i think they know they're going to get away with it because this is sort of complicated like geopolitical stuff like that maybe they know that the barrier of the entry is like slightly 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 too high that no one is really going to care all your replies are gonna be like yes queen and then like every like 20th reply will be like that's a little fucked up and you can dismiss it as a hater everything celebrities do is like that kind of so it's hard Mm -hmm. to know when the thing is the thing you shouldn't deal with because literally everything you do you get 10 comments like yes queen and then one comment is like you suck for whatever Mm -hmm. reason you know like for no matter what you do right but it's just like i don't know it's like the eritrea thing it like obviously like i'm super like attuned to it because it's like an african thing but it is truly it's just really wild to me that you know i'm like this is actually very harmful like it's not a thing that's funny it's actually very 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 harmful i mean it's like understand how you're being used you know like that is that's like the number one thing when you're doing pr for other right and then you also gaslight you gaslight people by pretending that it's not a thing like if you read the exchange that tiffany haddish was having with all these like these like air american kids who were trying to educate her she was very much like 
again, I was like, this is the problem of trying to have a nuanced conversation with someone who might not have all of the tools to do that. And she's just like, no, like Eritrea is nice. And maybe if I go there, um, you know, like it'll shine a light on it. And there's also just that hubris of just thinking that the attention that comes with celebrity is something that is always good. And it's like, no, all you've done is like rehab a really evil man. No, thank you. Right. But yeah, that's true. And then there's something kind of sad because she clearly wants to engage with like her culture, her history and whatever. And then it's a mess and that's probably disappointing and also but confusing she doesn't want to do the work and, yeah <laughs> and there's then she has to do extra work and she just thought she was signing up to you know go hang out and what a great opportunity and it's like uh not quite it's, it's always complicated <laughs> it's complicated i know but like it's complicated <laughs> but like this is actually a really good transition to something else i've been like reading about and this like so diddy now thinks like diddy has been very good quarantine content i have to say um so like there's some disagreement in this chat about that let's like i think (laughs) like but here's the thing that i was gonna say that's hard about it is that on one hand you're like diddy like please don't talk you and your children should dance forever because i i appreciate the dancing (laughs) the minute he like shares his actual thoughts you want to scream and this is the problem with people who just get all this attention they think that what they say matters and so diddy has been like going on about speaking about politics like he knows what he's saying and he's like urging all black people to like withhold their vote essentially and the like i'm less worried about the implications for the election because i like i'm like if if diddy is like your barometer for where you're getting your political news we have way more problems than diddy himself but there like it just really illustrates this like celeb thing that drives me nuts where they really it's like just because a lot of people pay attention to you like doesn't mean that you know what the fuck you're talking about right well that's yes that's the like endless debate about being famous yeah totally but didn't diddy like invent voting yeah vote or die remember 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 vote or die and then nobody on the vote or die campaign was registered to vote that's how vote or die died (laughs) it was like diddy paris and then like i forget who like did a cursory like search for all of them and none of them had registered to vote so So, no thank you but jamie fox is like mad at diddy and so he like did a whole instagram post about it and i was like wow jamie fox come in and hot he was just like stop it with this bullshit shawnee is there anything that you want to talk about that's not how much you love of Westworld. Uh, is there any other topics that we haven't hit? Wait, here's the thing oh, about no. Westworld. I see. I actually I, didn't want you to talk about Westworld. I want to hear. I but I hear. like literally have. But like, I literally okay, have sure. to talk about it because I won't be okay. silent. Here's the thing. As you guys know, I was a huge booster was. of Westworld uh, season three. Mm-hmm. Um, as you guys were screaming about how bad it was, I was like, "No, it's actually it's good." And then I was like two episodes behind and then I just caught up and it's horrendous. So, oh my God, she's God, back. Come around. Thank God, Ronnie. I, oh I was God. just like fighting it for so long. I was like the yeah. first six episodes, I was like, this is great. <laughs> and then, and then. You were in denial. Um, I was even all in on the movie theme episode. You were, with you the were. Fucking, the genre drug. Um, Ugh drug, the party no. drug. I was like, that. this is great. Brilliant. Sensational. I love it. And then. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just watched and then I just watched the episode and then I just watched the episode where um where Dolores slash Charlotte like gets blown up sorry is that a spoiler yeah, I don't know fine. I was like this is terrible speaking of Tessa Thompson who are them <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that question yeah I don't know either Tough she's one. a vet she, she like I mean from her very first scene she was yeah. overacting like 
she's in everything and she's Marvel too. So Marvel and Marvel makes you huge. So she's good in Marvel and she's good. You know what? The first, the first two things I ever saw Tessa Thompson in one was Veronica Mars and she was bad in that and everybody hated her, but in retrospect, she was fine. And then two was she played chief Weber's niece on an oh, episode yeah. of oh, yeah. Grace. Which is literally how like, Shawnee, if, sh- if you're on Grey's, then Shawnee remembers you. <laughs> you're it's like literally, I know every guest of Grey's. So she played Chief Weber's niece who had ovarian cancer. And then they recast her, I think, That's when she weird. died. Oh. Okay. Like with well, a diff- totally different actress. Why did they recast her if she died? Wouldn't she just have died? Well, it was like a- two seasons mm-hmm. apart. Who are the other black who's in Westworld? So there's Tandy Newton, and I would still say she's a who. Like, yeah, she's the best part of Westworld, but she's a who. Absolutely. That's so crazy to me because Tandy has been like in my life since like one of her first films, Flirting. Jeffrey Wright. Um, Wait, which, wait, what was your... Who do I, Shawnee, who do I always confuse with Tandy Newton? You know this because one time we were watching a movie and I was like, oh, that's Tandy Newton. And it was like another black actress that is a foreigner. And you were really mad at me. I don't remember. (laughs) I am mad, though, that you could confuse anybody with Tandy Newton. You know, she's married to uh, one of my personal faves. All Parker. All Parker, the writer-director of The Best Exotic Miracle Hotel and The Best Exotic Miracle Hotel 2 and Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. It's it's funny. It's funny. I just Googled actresses that look like Tandy Newton and the number one actress that people confuse her for is fucking Zoe Saldana, who I Yes, yes. That's exactly who it is. (laughs) Zoe Saldana. It was Zoe. Holy shit. Zoe Saldana is in the Dubai Spawn with Gwyneth Paltrow and Kate Hudson. It all comes back to the Dubai Spawn. Gwyneth Paltrow is in the Dubai Dubai Spawn. She's in the Dubai Spawn. Sir, it's it has its own. It's like its own movie, and it's a Dubai Spawn starring Kate Hudson, incredible Zoe Saldana, wait, wait, wait. not Tandy Newton. I want to go back to Westworld, the other black, because I thought that one thing that, sh- yeah, I mean, I think that was what struck me about Westworld is like also like it secretly had a majority black mm-hmm. cast mm-hmm. without sort of. I think that was another thing I loved about it, but I miss James Marsden. I'm not gonna lie, Jeffrey Wright. He might be back. He might be a robot. But you I don't think know. the show just it's even true. even though you have like all these talented people, not to make this about Westworld, but it's like the show just has a way oh of like like sucking all of the good favors you like the 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 good feelings you have about actors or performers. Yeah. Just right out of it. Because like Jeffrey Wright is not great in it. Incredible. Tessa Thompson like, is not great in this. This season has been awful. You guys, I'm screaming. I just Googled Westworld black actors because as you know, I'm mm-hmm. never going to watch the show. Okay, Jeffrey Wright, fair. Tessa Thompson, fair. Lena Waithe, Michael oh, Ely, yeah. Kid, Kid Cudi. Yes, they're in the new season. <gasps> yeah. My boyfriend, yeah. the football player, Marshawn Lynch. What is uh-huh. happening they're here? They're all in the new season. <laughs> so yeah. Here's what I would say is like, I think Marshawn Lynch's portrayal he's is funny. Good. I think no, he's, he's good. good. Lena Waithe is terrible. Lena is good. Terrible. Like terrible, 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 terrible. Kid Cudi is great. Like not acting terrible. And Kid Cudi was, awesome. was good. You yeah. guys, here's my Kid Cudi story. A million Sundances, a million Sundances ago, I like I actually been dying to share the story. Is um he like I was at a party that he was at. This was so many years ago, like in the hipster runoff era, like or shortly thereafter. And so I like there's like 17 black people on this mountain. So obviously you see them and you're like, that's Kid Cudi. I know who that is. But I 
I really wanted to introduce myself, but mostly I was dying at how he was going to introduce himself. I was like, what is he going to mm-hmm. say? Like, I'm, you know, like I'm Kid Cudi or I'm whatever. And I guess he had a movie at Sundance and I didn't like, didn't know. And, uh, and he like stuck his hand out and he was like, hi, I'm Scott. <gasps> and I screamed because I had never met another black Scott <gasps> before. It was insane. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Scott Miss Cudi. Hi, I'm Scott. Scott. Good in everything. He's one of those people that's good at everything he does. Don't you yeah. think? Like, Don't you remember the yeah. HBO, the iconic HBO TV show he was on, How to yes, Make It in America? How to Make It in America. He's really talented. Oh, yeah, my really God. Really talented. talented. How to Make It in America. Remember the drink Rasta Monster? And also he was out there like <laughs> selling hoodies. <laughs> the drink. Remember the drink? <laughs> How- He's so good. How to Make It in America is truly one of my favorite TV shows, and I'm still so mad that they canceled it. It was they so really good. Did. HBO lets HBO lets Westworld spend a billion dollars each episode, and yet How to Make It in America could only get eight episodes or something. 10 it's episodes? when I knew it's when I knew HBO wasn't serious about their black viewership. I was like, "This is crazy. We love this show. Please bring the show back." Do we want to talk about Yvonne Orji? They might. Speaking of Westworld, Blacker. Oh uh, yeah. Do you, speaking of HBO. Wait, Yvonne Orji is also on Westworld? No, she's What's on Insecure. Just, no, no. Just Insecure. No. Do I want to... No. Do we no. want to play let the call play, really let fast? Me play a call. That could be our last call. Lindsay, Bobby, this is for who that? Well, I mean, it's for you guys too, but I would love to know what happened to Yvonne Orji. Like, why didn't she pop? I'm watching the current season of Insecure. I have my thoughts on the show, but that's not for this call. And I'm just wondering, why did Yvonne Orji not become... You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she's really good on the show. But, like, I looked at her IMDb, and I think she's only booked, like, one movie. I don't understand it. Do, if you have thoughts, please do share. But I'm going to say to her the same thing that I tell the fans of everyone who's like, how come my favorite actor didn't pop? And I'm like, because y'all fans did not do the work to make him pop. <laughs> That's what's going on here. I love that. Yes, blame the caller. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what? Although here's what I'll say is it actually, she this reminds me of our earlier conversation because she had all these headlines about being a virgin till marriage, remember? Yep. Mm-hmm. And like... And then she broke up with her boyfriend, right? Like recently. Right, but it just felt like that became the like container around her, the her story mm-hmm. in a way that, yeah, I just think it's such a delicate, it's like I, it's such a delicate dance to, to set up what your story is and women get pigeonholed really quickly if they say something that sounds even remotely interesting. And I think a thing that she's might be suffering from is that like, she's sort of the straight man of the group, like Natasha Rothwell, who is also sort of playing against type because her whole thing is like, I'm boring as hell. Like I am not like Kelly at all. And then you have Issa Rae, who's a character. And then it's like Yvonne's role is to be the sort of normie. And she's like she's doing the least showy performance, even though she is great. Everyone on the show is good, but it's like I think she's suffering from the fact that like she's the least of a character of anyone on the show. So it's like she's the least fun to watch, even though she's great. So it's like right. I don't know. It's like it's it's easy to it makes sense that she's not the breakout because she's not doing the breakout character. Mm. I also think it just depends, right? Like I like the way that I know who Yvonne Orji is is that she is. Um, had, like had this other sitcom that was about her like Nigerian American right. family first essentially gen. First, gen. first gen and so yeah. I think that she also strikes me as someone who wants to really be in control of the things that she makes which is not everyone in Hollywood and so 
Um, I, I imagine that that's harder to do. I also think that for as much as we're like, woo, diversity or whatever, it's still pretty, uh, it's, it's not like super easy for someone who has a very Nigerian name and is like a darker skinned black actress to just like right. pop. Mm-hmm. Like, I think mm-hmm. that that's something that's worth mentioning. And yeah, I think think about like what roles would even be available to somebody who looks like Yvonne Orji at her age. Right. It's why Tessa Thompson plays all the black women. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like just <laughs> like mm-hmm. any like any time mm-hmm. I see a movie or a script, it's always like she's always in the running for for being on it. And that's not a knock on Tessa Thompson. I think Tessa Thompson's a great actor. It's truly about like what is the imagination of people who make television and movies. And so yeah. I just I think that it would be I like I can understand why it would be hard for Yvonne Orji to have the kind of career that she wants to have, but at the same time I'm like it like it's hard to have this conversation like not knowing like is she turning down stuff? Is she being offered stuff? Is yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, is yeah, the yeah, thing? Yeah. You know what so this made me think of? Is that show Bob Loves Abishola? Oh, Shani. Did that, get that show. <laughs> Did that get canceled? Like, what is oh! that show? Did it do well? Shani, like, this is like your moment available. to shine. That's this what I mean. This is your moment. Yeah, real. That show. You know, that show. like, that's the bullshit that, like, is available to, like, dark-skinned African actresses. Like, are you kidding me? It's right. funny. I'm on her Instagram because I was just like, I pulled it up. And I didn't know that she she taped an HBO comedy special. Like, is that yeah. out yet? Did I miss it? Like, that's I feel so cool. like everyone on Insecure has a comedy, like has a comedy yeah. special that like mm-hmm. in right. the works because that other really bad actress on it has one that was awful. And then um, <laughs> what's her name? A man. Oh, the one who plays the other friend. Yes. The the really the, annoying. Friend, yeah. The light skin. Really Amanda annoying Seals. friend. Yes. Amanda oh, Seals. Yes. Like, she's, she's been around forever. She used to do best yeah. week ever talking head shit. She's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she's now a talking head on the real maybe or one of those shows. But yeah, I don't know. I always I find always this question of like why aren't certain like why are certain actors like not doing more stuff as a like that's it's just a hard question to tell. It's like you don't like I yeah. don't know what the ultimate plan is, right, that they want to do. You don't know what they're getting offered or not getting offered. I also I also think that there are people who are perfectly happy having this one stable job that they have. You know, it's just mm-hmm. um, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. to that um, that one Grey's Anatomy actor that that was his only job forever. What's up, Alex Karev? And now he's like, <laughs> oh my the god. Um, but you know what I mean? I'm like Justin some people. Chambers. It's yeah. like Justin Chambers, the injustice. Yeah, some people are like, I just want this one job. I don't want more shit, and so like it's fine. Okay, so her comedy special just update is not out yet. It comes out this summer, supposedly. She taped it in February, so that if you're yeah. if you're wondering, that's the deal. But that's awesome. Go- I didn't know. I'm gonna watch it. That. I'm excited. Me too. Same. Me too. Same. And also, really shout out HBO for giving for being like just giving everyone. You know, it's great that it's on HBO. Same with Insecure. Like, keep it all together so people can like find it. Yeah. People who want to watch it can find it. I hate to backtrack, but this reminds me of this, and I because I wanted to ask this question about Issa Rae. And photographs reminded me of this. Did anyone see the photograph? <laughs> the Valentine's Day no, romantic drama with Lakeith Stanfield and no, Issa no, Rae? No. Where did that movie go? That movie disappeared. And I was VOD? like, oh, certainly it's certainly you can rent it now, but you can't. All I it's, heard is that it was good. So maybe I'll watch it Me weekend. too. That's, like, that's VOD, all but you I can't, heard about it. You can't rent it yet. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like. It says that it's on Amazon Prime. 
It says it's it on is? Amazon Prime. Oh, I checked on I checked on Friday because well, I wanted to see. watch it. Well, let's see. It says it was- available on Amazon Prime, but it says nineteen ninety nine, and we are not paying that. Oh, it's available 1990- to buy. It's not available to oh, stream. It's oh, uh-huh. Bobby, it's Bobby, didn't okay. you just spend twenty dollars though on the rhythm section? So honestly, to keep it, no, to keep it even, the rhythm you section spend- was five bucks. The rhythm oh, okay. section was five bucks. Wow. Really? Also, okay. I'm gonna watch the photograph because Lil Rel Howry is in this, and his yeah. like nobody like outside of Meg the Stallion has had a better come up than Lil Rel Howry. <laughs> Lil so Rel. I love, love him. We should end on that. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll watch, watch the photograph. Too. Oh my god, he's also he's also in that Britney runs a marathon movie that Amazon is That's, trying to I liked, like pitch me I every time I go onto Amazon you guys can I tell you what I watched the other day that I love that has nothing to do with her weekly is that Australian man uh, extraction movie the Hemsworth brother uh, is it good what? okay listen it I'm going to sell you on it because it was such a low day of quarantine. Like it was truly like I like I looked at my Zoloft and I was like, this is not doing it. I was having like such a day. I'd cried like twice that morning and I was spiraling out of control and I didn't know what to do. And I turned on Netflix and I accidentally like like, you know how the credits just start playing and -hmm. you're like, oh, this is annoying. So I guess I committed to it. And it was truly the adrenaline rush that I needed. Like if you want like a shitty action movie where you like the same it gave me the same john wick feelings that i have where i was like yes keep blowing things up keep killing people like it's just like that was the only (laughs) thing you were getting the hemsworth brother is great in it the kid is obviously annoying like at 10 points in the movie i was like i don't care if you don't extract this kid to be honest because that's like the nicest thing anyone could ever say that's the nicest review anyone could ever give of this movie is that i'm just saying that like on a really bad quarantine day I think that like one should explore watching this movie because it just okay. gives you the perfect dose of like 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 oxytocin. It's like yes, this is what you need. So just take it. I'll I love take that. It. That's a great review. That. Fine. Okay. Fine. Any final comments oh. before we uh, before we end this episode? <laughs> um, let's do this sooner than like six months yes. from now. Thank you for being with us. This is amazing as always. Let's just do it again later. Whatever. We'll just send another doodle. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you, Shani and Amina. Listen to Call Your Girlfriend and subscribe to the LA Times. Subscribe to the LA Times. Listen to Call Your Girlfriend and buy Big Friendship wherever you get books. But ideally, your independent bookstore, your your oh, very thank friendly. God. Thank God. Thank God. Buy you Amina's book. If you want friends like this, buy Amina's book. That She'll <laughs> tell you how to make friends. <laughs> It's true. Amina taught me everything I need to, to know it's about true. making friends. That's right. Um, it's it's a, not a book a about making friends, you guys. No. It's about the friends you already have. I'm um, trying to sell your book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell them I, it's about making friends. I love you guys. I got to go tend to my CSA. I love you very much. <laughs> okay. Love you guys. Bye. 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 You were yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know. I mean, you know, I'm ethnic. <laughs>